they bent the fucking rules for Bloomberg to join it. And the DNC said no to all the other rule changes that they wanted from like Cory Booker to uh, most recently Tulsi Gabbard saying that they, they want to go on the debate stage. So like, what the fuck? I think it's definitely because he's donated a lot of fucking money to their uh, yeah their party and like like a lot of people inside of it. You dance with that, which brung you. He donated to fucking uh, Bush and like all those yep. like top Republicans as well. So he plays both sides of the coin. He's like definition of an oligarch. What's up, everybody? Hello and welcome back to the seventeenth uh, <laughs> episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor. <laughs> With your host, Bennett Leon, and we have, of course, the lovely Ashley Downing. Hey, hey. Dope. Okay, uh, so let's continue. Um, we have a really, really dope show for you guys today. A lot of interesting things that happened over the last, like, uh, 48 hours that I want to talk about. Um, and we want to start this off on a good note. Uh, so yeah. the first thing we're going to talk about is um, Elizabeth Warren and... Um, basically her Harvard Law, some Harvard Law School students posting thank you notes by Warren's portrait that's uh, up at the school there. Um, on top of that, we're also going to talk about Joe Biden's actually like a very empathetic statement towards Bernie Sanders for what he went through um, in Arizona uh, at that rally there um, where one of the protesters that was there unfurled a Nazi flag, a giant Nazi flag, uh, right uh, to like the right of Bernie Sanders while he was speaking. And of course, we all know Bernie Sanders is of Jewish descent and actually had most of his father's family wiped out. Um, so uh, it's very personal to Bernie and his entire family as well. Uh, but we're going to talk about that in detail. Um, so like I said, we have a very, very, really cool, uh, episode for you guys, uh, really entertaining. So I hope you enjoy. All right. So let's go ahead and start. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead, Ashley. So this Elizabeth Warren article is just so sweet and I so appreciate you tagging me in this Bennett. Um, yeah, Bennett tagged me in this guys. So, um, thanks (laughs) Bennett. You actually do have a little soft spot for Elizabeth Warren. Okay. I do. I told you I liked her in the beginning. I liked her before Bernie. <laughs> so she, uh, as a, I'm not sure if everybody knows this, but um, she taught at Harvard Law School. Um, she started as just like a visiting professor, but then she actually taught there for quite a while up until 2012, I think. Um, but yeah, so anyways, she there's a picture of her apparently in one of the... Um, halls there the student academic halls and people have been posting putting little post-it notes next to her picture that say thank you and of course some of them say you know like actually like long long notes um but this was actually found by a tweet from so shout out to james genneth evans I think I'm saying the middle name, right? So he says, every day I walk past Senator Warren's faculty photo at Harvard Law School. Today, I added my thanks to an already very full wall. Hashtag keep persisting. Um, And it's so cute. And Elizabeth Warren looks so young. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, When I see her in that picture, it just reminds me of... uh... 
like her at um like in I I saw her during that time period when she was a teacher. Um, oh really? She would appear on tell yeah she would appear on TV and do interviews and stuff and then she would also go appear in hearings in Congress. There one of it's a, there's a very famous uh, interaction between Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden where she basically like bests him and he ends up he ends the entire conversation with uh and i quote oh you're good you're good <laughs> oh you're good and anyway, with that with that uh really uh that really big smile of his um but yeah very very interesting uh video to look at if you ever get the chance um but uh, anything else you want to mention about that um no just that it was just really really sweet i think it is nice too like uh as much as um, I'm not really digging her recently, um, her foundation, her core is um, well-intentioned, I believe. Um, I feel like she has just been misled by her advisors. I don't know. She went south as soon as she started running for president. But other than that, she was she was dope. She was a dope-ass fucking senator. She got the CFPB pass. She... Um, she's a strong very the... strong I, I believe a very strong woman yeah dude she's dope um, up and the then she would always yes yes that's what I, I loved seeing those videos on YouTube about uh, Warren like standing up to like all these CEOs like the powerful like Wall Street banks and shit uh, so it's like it's very interesting to see how she has kind of like overall maintained those policies but at the same time, kind of taking a backseat to, like, uh, principled stances in several occasions. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that for now. I actually <laughs> found a post-it note. They post that, um, a pic- just a picture of one. And it says, thank you for being the candidate I've always wanted to vote for. Even if you're not in the White House, you're in this fight. And... And... And that means so much to all of us. Sorry, the handwriting is a little hard to read. But, yeah, it's so cute. That's nice. So, like, uh, Joe Biden had this really, really dope statement uh, he made about Bernie, and which I quote, I don't care who you're supporting. Attacks like this against a man who could be the first Jewish president are disgusting and beyond the pale. Um, and like I said, he said that in a blistering statement after the, that one protester that I mentioned earlier uh, unfurled that Nazi flag, giant Nazi flag, and right to the, um, next to Bernie Sanders while he was speaking at the stage there in Nevada, uh, in, not Nevada, uh, Arizona. And um, he was also shouting anti-Jewish slurs at one of uh, at the rally as well. Um, so of course we all know that Bernie Sanders is of Jewish descent. It's not, it's not a, no one's hiding that. Um, and we, uh, he has shared in the past with us that his own, his own family, his father's almost his, his father's entire side of his family was wiped out, uh, by the Nazis. So I would imagine this is a very like deep and sentimental, like, like core foundation, like who Bernie Sanders is is like a human being, you know, type of shit. And like for that to like be happening, like that's fucked up. And that's like, 
like where does like where do you cross the line like that's yeah that's (laughs) well and that kind of great you know transition into that crazy person who or crazy post i don't want to call them a crazy person but clearly they put something ridiculous on somebody's car you have posted this on our facebook page actually all Um, of this everything we're talking about is on our facebook page actually yeah uh, yeah on the oligarchy disruptor so check it out guys um so this was posted in south carolina um, on somebody's car, they had the typical um, Bernie campaign slogan, not me, us. And this person posts, put ripped out a piece of paper, it looks like, out of a journal in their car um, and wrote Bernie, question mark, really, question mark. Democrats should have a massacre day and kill all of you. Commie pig bitch. <laughs> What the fuck, dude? Like, how? Like, how do these people exist? Like, yeah. what, what I wrote on there is like, it's so crazy that there are people out there like this, and that's like so true. Like, who would actually take the effort and the time to like rip out a, like a piece of paper and like write that out of out of on and put that on someone's like under someone's windshield wiper, like? Right, because there's a fucking uh, sticker on their car. Yeah. A political sticker. Like, really? Crazy. Like, is it going to get to the extent where, like, we're breaking each other's, like, fucking, like, windows and stuff and, like, hitting each other's cars? Like, where does it end? Are we still going to start hitting each other? Like, this divide, like, this political divide is, like, insane. It's, like, super polarizing. And I think it's so funny. Like, I just can't help but think of it. Uh, but I would, rem- I can't, uh, all I see right now is in my head is Donald Trump on the podium talking about him being the great unifier uh, president when he was running for president in uh, 2015 and 16. So, so funny to see um, him make those kind of statements back then and then turn, absolutely be the exact opposite. But as we knew then, as as we knew then, and as we know now, he is the same uh, type of person. He has not changed in any uh, any real way, I think. Um, but yeah, I so. just find it sad that people can, no matter what your, we kind of talked about this earlier, but you know, no matter what your political affiliation is well let's talk about that okay done all right so um it's just really sad to me that somebody would write a note this hateful just because of the person that somebody is going to vote for i mean really come on is it (laughs) it's just but that's just what it's become nowadays i remember when um actually when we first met bennett in um uh david ferris's political science class and he made that joke about how you know back in the day it was you know bringing home somebody of a different race and then it was like bringing home somebody of the same sex and he's like now it's like bringing home somebody of a different political affiliation and like (laughs) oh my gosh oh i think i remember (laughs) that class that's so funny like you're bringing home a republican 
you're bringing home a democrat like no okay (laughs) i draw the line (laughs) you know like i don't it's just so funny to me now that this um whoever whatever political party you affiliate yourself with is now kind of taboo and or yeah i guess taboo might be a good word (laughs) you don't want to talk about it Mm -hmm. um i don't know like i feel like the only reason people don't want to talk about it is because they don't want like that social kind of conflict you know that comes along with talking about exactly like all those like controversial issues like religion politics those kinds of things like sex like all those like weird taboo issues like no one wants to talk about it but at the same time they need to be talked about because we they exist in this world for a reason and we have to operate and just like operate as like functional human beings and not be like little kids and just be like oh poop (laughs) or like whatever you know what i mean like the equivalent of like politics but being shy about it or whatever like yeah like let's get past it and start moving forward you know yeah Um, well and let's like have those hard conversations like instead of I think that nowadays people are becoming so much more um less taught they're so much less tolerant of people who believe things that are different than their own opinions or their own beliefs and in in that case they just don't want to talk to them they don't want to have that any any sort of conversation because they're just like oh Um, You know, they're easily offended, I guess, is a better way to put it. And so they're not um, keen on having conversations with people who disagree with them. And and, and that's honestly a toxic way of thinking. How can you ever know if what you think and what you believe is correct if you're never willing to question how you think? If you're never willing to question why you believe the things that you believe? That's true. I mean, if you're never, like, open to the possibility of, like, new understandings. Like, yeah. uh I know right now it seems like from the content of this post and previous episodes that, like, um, at least myself um, is, like, a, like a Bernie um, supporter. But uh, I'm not only pushing him because I support him myself right now. Uh, personally, but I'm supporting him because I think he is the better of the two. Yeah. And I think people would definitely like be more energized and come out for Bernie Sanders because of the vision and the policy that he comes along with that. Yeah. That's the reason why I push him so much is because I see, I feel like I, I'm not special. Like, don't think I'm like any smarter than you guys because I'm really fucking not. But this is—it doesn't take a smart person to figure this shit out. Actually, what you were talking about reminded me of something that happened today. I went to the Bernie rally in uh, Grant Park in Chicago, and it was me and my girlfriend both went, uh, Jennifer, and it was absolutely crazy how many people were there. Um, we actually ended up getting there a little later um, just because Jen worked, but the lines still to get in were just outrageous, but we ended up getting in and then they opened up some more security checkpoints. So we got in even closer. I was actually able to see Bernie for quite, quite a, a while. Um, 
but what I was going to say, what you were talking about reminded me after the rally, we were walking down the street and somebody saw me holding um, one of the Bernie signs that they were passing out. And she was obviously a Bernie supporter. And so we, we were, you know, talking about Bernie becoming the next, you know, president and um, who, you know, I said, you know, she was like, I, you know, I wonder who he would choose to be his running mate. And I said, you know, Tulsi Gabbard. And she's like, oh, I love her, too. And we were talking. And then I said, um, she was saying that Bernie isn't very strong when it comes to talking back about other candidates, because we kind of briefly talked about how Warren said some nasty things about Bernie Sanders. Um, and she wasn't very happy about those things either. And, um, I said, you know, it was actually really nice at the beginning of him speaking, he said, you know, who, whomever is the Democratic nominee, we all need to get behind that person and back that person because we need to defeat the most dangerous president in American history. You know, he always says that about Donald yeah, Trump. Yeah, that's Bernie, yeah. Um, Tried and, and true. But when I said that to her, um, she said, I'm sorry, but if Biden is the nominee, I will not vote for him. I, I cannot vote for Biden. I will not vote for Biden. And I was kind of taken aback. Like, oh, um, like, and it, oh my gosh, like this woman is, I don't think that she was saying she's going to vote for Trump, but I think she, she just not, is not going to vote if Bernie is not the Democratic nominee. And I don't know. It's like, I, I, I feel that you've said what you, what you had just said was that, you know, you think that there are people who are going to turn out just to vote for Bernie because of his policies and because he's Bernie. And I, I think that you've said that a lot. And I've always kind of been like, you know, okay, yeah, whatever, you know, that's true. They're going to vote, but they're, you know, whatever, they're going to vote for anybody. But I, I'm really starting to believe that there's a good chunk of people out there who Bernie is winning over and nobody else can win those voters over. They're just not going to vote for somebody else. And I really saw, I, I don't know. I kind of got a little piece of that pie when I talked to that lady today, I couldn't believe that she said that, that she just would not vote for Biden. It's so crazy because it's like Biden's surge is like extremely superficial and it has nothing to do with him, like himself as a candidate. Like it is all like, based on like hype and like people talking about him and endorsing him and like all these big name people. But the other day I had this idea where like I texted Ashley and I was like, this would be so cool. I was driving on my way home from work. I was like, this would be the coolest fucking thing. Could you imagine if there was like a movement where people were like uh, posting videos of themselves or like tweeting or whatever and saying, uh, my name is like, uh, blah, blah, blah. Like my name is Bennett Leon and I endorse Bernie Sanders. And then like, and that would be the hashtag and I endorse Bernie Sanders or whatever. And then that would just like start trending or whatever. But like, could you like, that would be, could you imagine how sick that would be? Like, but no one fucking thought of it. I didn't think of it until like a week after, but like that would have been so dope. And like a way to just hey, say, we fuck still you, have time to fuck do you, that. literally. And, just a way to say fuck you, you know? Yeah. Fuck you I... to the man for trying to, like, rig this shit again. And they're basically trying to 
basically be super delegates when the super delegates aren't even involved. But they pretty much are super delegates because they are representatives of the Democratic Party in one way or another. Well, it's funny because that was actually the first thing that the woman said to me was she said, so do you think that Sanders is going to be able to get past the DNC? Do you think they're ever going to stop trying to to um, to combat Sanders? <laughs> I just sort of laughed like, honestly, I do not think they're ever going to stop. But, yes, I think he's going to get past it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he will, too. Um but, yeah, my hopes are high with Bernie. I really don't want to see his campaign falter again, especially because now he has the grassroots support. He has the financial resources. It's just because of a superficial surge. Uh, and they can't do – they can't – what are they going to keep doing? Like, are they just going to keep and have the, the, like, the long list of Democratic people, like, just start endorsing Biden until fucking – the and until uh, they go to the convention, like how is this gonna work? I mean, like, I don't. I don't know how they're trying to like sustain that. And like the whole argument is, oh, I can beat Donald Trump, but bro, like you can't even talk. Like I showed you on my last episode, I think, or I think it was episode fifteen, where I talked about, uh, and I even put it on a. Uh, I Snapchat. I actually even have it right here. I want to play it for you guys again because this this needs to be said over and over and over again to hammer into people's heads that Joe Biden is not going to beat Donald Trump. He is just not going to. He calls him Sleepy Joe. He will shit all over Joe Biden in front of millions of people. And he will enjoy it. I promise you that. Um, so let's just listen to this clip once again, because I just can't, once again, this is, uh, Donald Trump's story on Snapchat. So this is what his, uh, he put on there. I'll play for you in just a moment. 150 million people have been killed since 2007. My name is Joe Oh, really quick. I wanted to say that this is the the caption that goes along with all these videos of Joe Biden speaking at various events is, wow, Sleepy Joe doesn't know where he is or what he's doing. Honestly, I don't think he's he even knows what office he's running for. So funny. Um, But at the same time, not because that is not a joke. Uh, when it's talking about his health, but it's funny because uh, I laugh at like how superficial and like how like easy it is to see through this guy, but like for some reason millions of people didn't Cannot. see it. Uh, yeah, and that's why I try to like but mention it over and over that, and over again. I think it's proof yeah. that millions of people aren't even watching because how can you see this and like oh my gosh? I mean, the you majority of people it. don't even vote. <laughs> The majority uh, of people exactly. don't even, like, give a single shit. But I'll, I'll go ahead and resume this video for you guys. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over. If you'd like to see help out. If you agree with me, go to Joe 30330. We choose truth over fact. 
play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Poor kids. That's so fucking funny. That's one of my favorite ones on there. <laughs> Make sure the kids hear words. He just didn't know. I, he would just get so heated. That's so funny. Okay. Just as bright and just as talented as white kids. His mom oh uh, lived in uh, in Long Island for. T- Although she's wait, your mom's still your mom's still alive. Is your dad passed? God bless her soul. That's, that's oh so my god. That's so embarrassing, bro. Like. This guy. I am state senators here. Chuck, stand up. Chuck, let me see you. Oh, God love you. What am I talking about? You <laughs> will be the next president of the United States, Barack America. Barack America. <laughs> Literally. How are people thinking oh, this is? Oh, my bad. It was over anyways. Oh, we did. what about the one he said? Poor Which people one? are just as good as white people. Oh, yeah. Like, poor oh kids gosh. are just as smart as white kids. Oh, Lord. Yes, mm. this is, yes, this should be our next president. Yes, yes. So I just funny. looked up that um, Biden 33030, and it says that um, prankers, pranksters actually purchased the Doe name, the Doe, the domain. Um, after he said that, but now it automatically redirects you to JoeBiden.com. That's so funny. If you do Joe3303.com. Oh, that's my, my, that's actually low key one of my other favorites of those clips is like when he's like, oh yeah, text Joe to 30330. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? This guy can barely talk. Like, no, he said, many... he said, go to Joe 30330. Like, <laughs> as in, like, oh, that was a website. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's just so funny, dude. I just love, like, he just, like, he's definitely, like, <laughs> he's, he's a joke, bro. He's a joke. Oh, I... And. He's being put up there for some reason uh, because he has a name association with President Obama and he's well-liked and connected with Congress. Doesn't mean that he's good at anything. He has a long history of, like, doing weird shit and dirty shit. He voted for the war in Iraq. Um, yes. The, the list goes on and on. Uh, he even... Uh, Continuously like a, votes against policies that help the working class people. Exactly. Uh, voted for NAFTA. He basically created NAFTA basically lost the midwest millions of trade jobs and uh industrial jobs stuff like that uh so i mean i I can go on and on and on but the point is this guy's bad for us and he's gonna lose against trump because although trump 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 have said he said it himself best or he said it best himself i could stand in the middle of fifth avenue and shoot somebody (laughs) <laughs> and not lose any voters. And he it's is crazy. He is damn right. He is Isn't damn right. Sad? He is damn right. His following is like almost cultish. Not everybody, of course, but there are a lot of members of like Trump's like base where they they just want it. They're just completely all for it. Um and I believe that's a product of um lack of facts um 
and uh, opinion, opinionated news outlets like uh, Fox News, for example, that dominates the conservative airwaves um, and other conservative outlets, especially on social media, when it comes to like uh, Breitbart or uh, One American News Network or you name it, like all these like uh, conservative outlets uh, just spreading falsehoods. Um, not everything is false, of course. I'm not saying that, but the majority of the the stuff that is shared and spread out there, especially the ones that are like go viral, many many of the times they're either like superficial, where like Donald Trump is like making fun of somebody, or like he's calling somebody like like little Marco or like a little <laughs> more Pocahontas or something like. I just feel like he, um, that's, that's beyond him, you know? It's, it's, it's just completely inappropriate for the role <laughs> of the president of the United States. Whatever. Fuck this guy. Oh, yeah. But it's crazy though, like that he can just get away with everything though. Like everything that is thrown against him, like no, I've said it before, like he doesn't nothing sticks they throw everything against the wall this guy they threw the, the biggest bomb they could impeachment they impeached him he is now branded with impeachment for the rest of like the existence of the united states but um, you you know what though i think that a lot of this has to do with the fact that he does call out every single person that has ever done anything that he feels personally threatened by or personally offended by. He calls every single person out. And so even if you do disagree with Trump, you do not say anything unless you want your name scarred. So that's why people are quote-unquote on board with his policies or on board with what he wants, his vision for the country, as far as I'm talking about like people in Congress. I don't think they really are. They just don't want their names guard. They're all trying to be reelected. They don't want Trump tweeting bad things about them. Spreading lies not. about them. <laughs> yeah, especially when he has such a big microphone and where, like, once again, his supporters are very, like, in tune with uh, him and his tweets. And we have all as a society and a country, I guess, kind of already gotten accustomed to how this president communicates and in a much different way than every other president before him. He actually yeah. like tweets himself on social media. Um, so it's very interesting. He, he bypasses the, the traditional networks and just goes straight to the people, uh, which is what the internet has basically allowed for, which is a good thing in theory. But in this case, with Donald Trump, uh, he, and as we know, like he, I think um, that fact checker website, I think, I forget what it's called, but um, one of them, one of those big ones, they said that he lied at least like 2,600 times or something. And so he, he mostly scores the highest in false. And second, he comes in mostly false. <laughs> and then for a third of his statements, they are either pants on fire equally at 14% and half true at 14%. Um, and uh, we have in third place, I mean, fourth place, we have mostly true at 10%. And... <laughs> 
true, absolutely 100% true at 4%. So wow. by this, we can see, um, and there's a, uh, there are 200, like I said, the biggest category that he fell in this was false. Uh, the second one was mostly false, and the third tied is half true and pants on fire. <laughs> this is the worst <laughs> one uh, at 14%. That's uh, awesome. I know, really funny, right? <laughs> but yeah, there's 269 instances where that made up that 34%, his biggest category there. And um, if well, you think about it, how crazy is that? Because the amount of people who voted for Trump because of his charismatic way of speaking and people voted for him and if you think about it it's kind of dangerous that he says all of these things about unemployment rates being at an all-time low and um you know it's just you know completely inaccurate and people are hearing these things and thinking oh yeah woohoo yeah trump you go bro no half the things he's saying are 100 percent false like how <laughs> how scary is it that people are listening to him and thinking woohoo yay this guy's great i'm gonna vote for him again i know fucking crazy scary scary very uh, scary These... actually speaking of him talking about unemployment being at an all-time low apparently he talked about that last night at the scranton town hall in pennsylvania he said um well, Martha, this area of Pennsylvania and Pennsylvania itself has the best numbers it's ever had. It's got the best economy it's ever had. It has the best unemployment numbers it's ever had. And Scranton has the lowest and best unemployment numbers they've and unemployment and employment numbers, too, that they've ever had by far. Okay, then there's That's the actual so fact funny. check underneath. And it's I I. I said it exactly how it's written. So, like, it sounded like I tripped up, but I didn't. And it sounded like I repeated myself, but I didn't. That's just Trump bragging and bragging and bragging about the same thing. Um, and then underneath <laughs> is the actual fact check about him bragging and bragging about unemployment numbers being so fabulous in Pennsylvania. And it says, U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, which I think is a very, a very credible uh, source to, to get these statistics from. I think so. Uh, shows, I mean, it's, yeah, I would think. Data shows that Pennsylvania and the Scranton, Wilkes, Barra, Hazleton metro area have had better unemployment numbers before. As of <laughs> December, Pennsylvania's <laughs> unemployment rate was 4.6, almost 5%, according to seasonally adjusted BLS figures. But the state's unemployment rate in 2000 was as low as 4% in the f in four of the first five months of 2000. I feel like that's a decent amount less. And that was just in the first four, f five months of 2000. That's so funny. Of course. Uh, it's just so, I, I love hearing him talk because it's so funny. Uh, he's actually very uh, entertaining to listen to. Um, not only because he makes a fool of himself in some ways, but like just how people react to him and the way that he's like, I love how Grant, I don't love it, but I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting to like watch and note, that, note this in a president, a sitting president of the United States, that he's so like grandiose about everything. And he carried that trade on from being like, uh, basically being a salesman for like uh, his himself. company. Yeah. <laughs> 
So uh, just really funny. Uh, but I wanted to talk about a few of the, the fact checks that have come up uh, in his biggest category that we see uh, before in the false category. Um, and these are actually really uh, recent. I, did it, I wasn't going to mention them, but they are pretty recent. So I wanted to go over a few of them. Uh, so this one is in, dated March 4, 2020, in an interview in which Donald Trump said, the Obama administration didn't do anything about swine flu. And, of course, that was rated false. <laughs> uh, and I think he's starting to point the blame. Uh, this is paying the blame game, and you'll, see, you'll catch on real fast. Yeah. So he also said on March 4th uh, in a meeting at the White House uh, that the Obama, the Obama administration made a decision on testing that turned out to be very detrimental to what we're doing on the coronavirus yep. i read that too so funny um and because he's afraid that this coronavirus is going to become really really a big deal and he doesn't want it to hurt his campaign it does yeah so i mean this is like a really big threat against his presidency right now and he needs to address it and be a president right now and not focus on the politics of it because he tends to just like focus on like the political games and like just focus on that rather than the day to day of being the president, the president of the United States that has to like literally function. Like, I feel like it's just so funny to see him like up there. Like, I, I can't help but think of him seeing that image or that video of him in like Puerto Rico throwing out those towels or those supplies uh, over the table to those people in the crowd. So, like, he just cheats on, like, a game, and it's just so funny how people don't see through this. Uh, they don't see through Joe Biden, and they don't see through Donald Trump. Like, come on, guys. Uh, like, if you're listening to this, I have more faith in you. Please. Yeah, let's not, gener- let's not overgeneralize. I'm sure some people do, but, yeah, definitely not enough. Well, cl- well clearly not enough. Clearly not enough. <laughs> we have millions of people to change. Uh, we have to change millions of people's minds. Um, and for some of those, those are pretty hard, especially when it comes to politics. Like you can't talk about that like really easily with everybody, you know. Like some people are like really like, what? Wait, why are you talking about that with me? Like what the fuck? Like, well, one, most people don't care, <laughs> so you'll, you'll probably get that reaction the most. Like, I'll be like, okay, cool. <laughs> if you talk to them about it, and then they, they'll be like, some people are like, oh, like a, like weirded out by it, and like, yo, I don't want to <laughs> talk politics with you or like whatever um and then there's the people that there's i guess it's polar opposites like me where i'm just like if you mention politics like my ears go up instantly i'm like oh i get excited like my heart's beating i'm like okay what do you want to talk about (laughs) uh but that's just because like of i mean not only this podcast but uh just myself in general i just really like it but yeah uh, that's not about me. So what are we talking about? <laughs> no, but it's about it's about just getting the word out there so that people, like you just said, you, it's crazy that so many people think that things that politicians say on either side are 100% accurate. You know, like we need a more transparent media. We need a more transparent way of receiving our news because clearly people, you have to search to fact check speeches nowadays. I mean, how sad is that? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, but I feel like people also need to just like see through. Mm. 
like not only the shit they say but like uh like their policies and like who they are is like people like you can see these people's past like they are old everybody that that is running yeah. right now that has a chance of being the president or is already the president in Donald uh, Trump's case um they have a long track record judge them by how they vote on the issues you care about judge them on how they stood or what they did in the times where um unpopular but the correct stances were um were chosen and by who um it's important to see the i think that if people really took the time to look at biden's voting history and then compare it to bernie's voting history and then write down or really think about what their important issues are that they want to vote on, they would clearly see that Biden is not that candidate. Because I think that there are a lot of people out there who believe, a lot of Democrats, I should say, out there, who believe that health care needs to be, um, well, like in the words of Bernie Sanders, a human right, that it needs to be easily accessible and affordable for every single person in the United States. And I think that a lot of people think that education needs to be fair and equal across the board. I think that a lot of people believe that climate change is something that needs to be fought head on. And these are things that you can see Biden has not voted for in the past. And Bernie has a very consistent voting record, very, very consistent voting record. Which, yeah, but not only uh, not only in this election. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, which I think nowadays people take um, people take that very um, what's the word I'm looking for? They they take that they take that to heart. I think that if you can sh- see that somebody has stood for something their entire life and has not wavered from that. That's not something that you typically see in a politician. You see them being bought out by somebody. You see them being swayed one way or the other by either, you know, big business or by, you know, just as they've climbed up the social ladder, their ideals have changed. Their um, what's important to them has changed. And you can see with Bernie that that has not been the case from when he didn't have a lot of money, from when he started selling his books and became wealthy. Um, He's always been for working class people. He's always been anti-war. He's always been pro these very progressive policies. And Biden isn't pro any of these progressive policies if you really think about it. He wants to go back to the Obama era. Were we really happy then, guys? I think it's so crazy that he, like, his whole policies, like, all a lot of his policies are just going back to that era. Like, he just wants to go back to that time. And that, I think it's so crazy because, like, that's literally going back in time. Eight, like, uh, what, what would that be, like, four years ago? Close to now. Um, so, sadly, when, when Obama was there. So, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't agree with literally going back to time. I think we should move forward. I think we should go far beyond what the Obama administration uh, did. And uh, I think we can do much better than that. 
uh, to affect the everyday lives of um, the American people in a more profound way than we have ever imagined. Because there's this con- there's this like uh, outlook on the government where most people either just don't trust the government or they think it's shitty and the, they basically associate the government with the IRS and taking their money and taxes and stuff. <laughs> but like they, which is true, right? But like they also want, uh, they don't trust it because there's a lot of corruption in the government, a lot of history of that. And they just don't even want to deal with it. But if we can, if we can change the politics, if we can put people principled moral people that are extremely consistent and actually care and do good things for everyday people that's going to change the fabric of how society works and how can you think it's a bad thing to put someone in the white house who has not taken any corporate pack money how can anyone think that that is a bad idea? If, if, if so many people think that government is corrupt and is full of Wall Street sellouts, then why is it a bad thing to put someone in the White House who hasn't taken any money from those people? That, that says a lot, not only about a person, but about what is, what is to come if he is in the White House. I mean... He doesn't have any, um, what's the word? He hasn't have, he doesn't have anybody to hold, anybody to hold him accountable except for literally the constituents in the United States, the citizens here, the people who voted for him, because those are the people who paid for him to become president. Those are the people who supported him, not these big corporations, not these, you know, um, well, because let's be real, all these PACs are actually funded by the insurance companies, healthcare industry, pharmaceutical industry, um, automotive industry, fossil fuel industry. I mean, he's not being bought out by any of those people. So it's it's very fair to assume that he is going to fight for all of the things that he says he's going to fight for because he's not going to have anybody to be able to hold him back as far as him being accountable to them. Yeah, but Congress will stand in his way probably on a variety of issues. Uh, it's that's why we have to care a lot about the sure. election and vote accordingly, so that we can get down the ballot. Yes, exactly. So they can give whoever becomes the nominee and eventually the president. Because uh, great Senate. Yeah, we have to <laughs> give them a, a, a work a Senate to work with, and not a graveyard Senate uh, Senate like the one that Mitch McConnell currently leads. Um, thank you guys again so much for tuning in to this episode. And um, I also just wanted to mention our social media pages really fast. Uh, a lot of the things that we talked about <laughs> on this episode and every episode pretty much before this, um, a lot of the topics that we talk, that we cover in the articles, they're, they can be found either on our Facebook page. Most of the time they are but at, the, at the Oligarchy Disruptor podcast. And uh, on Twitter at Ben the Disruptor and Ashley's page, which is at Ash the Disruptor, A-S-H the Disruptor. Perfect. And then, uh, yes, soon we are working on some uh, some stuff in the background. I have some goals that I want to do. Like I want to start a blog. I'm going to share that with you guys now. 
Uh, I want to create a website so soon that will be up and I'll start creating written content to go along with these episodes uh, that you hear. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, sneak preview will come soon. And um, le- oh, yeah, voting is very important. I'll yes, let the queen everybody of that take that away. <laughs> Do not forget to vote, everybody. Um, as uh, I'm saying, every single episode, if you are an Illinoisan, our voting day is March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. So before you and your friends head out to the bars, head to the polls, then go <laughs> celebrate with a green beer downtown Chicago. Hey. Um, <laughs> but also early voting is already underway. I think I'm going to early vote next week, actually. Ha ha. Um, hashtag excited. Um, so <laughs> but really, guys, make sure you get out and vote. Um, Rockthevote.com is a good place to go if you want to just figure out anything that has to do with voting in your state. Um, if you have your, your registration status, I think that some states are still allowing online voter registration. Illinois is closed, but you can register same day in person. If you do not know what your polling place is, your fucking polling place.com. It's a very simple site. You put in your address, click okay, and your polling place will show up and the times that they are open. So do not forget to vote, guys. Alrighty, so let's end it here. Thank you guys again so much for listening. We appreciate your support. And, um, oh, also I wanted to mention before we go, the Apple Podcast. Can you guys please do Ashley and I the favor of leaving a five-star review on there for us? We would very much appreciate it if you get any kind of value from this podcast. Uh, that would be much appreciated if you went ahead and left that five-star review for us. Um, Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, so <laughs> we'll leave it there. Thank you guys so much again. For-